Welcome to Take Another Five, your weekly podcast on a bit of this and a bit of that. Hosted by Donna J. Jodhan. Hi there, I am Donna Jill Jodhan, and welcome to my weekly podcast, Take Another Five. I live in Toronto, Canada, and I'm an author, blogger, editor, entrepreneur, and law student. I enjoy what I do for a living. And what do I really do for a living? I write tons and tons of blogs and editorials. I am an audio mystery writer. I'm a law student. And most of all, I'm a very happy entrepreneur. There are five specific segments to our Take Another Five podcast. And we want to start by thanking you profusely for all of the feedback that you have sent in to us. And we encourage you to keep on sending in because it is only with you and through you that we could continue to have or take another five weekly podcasts. <coughs> well, for this week, we have a question for you. Now, we want to know what is one of your favorite smells? Is it the smell of fragrance? For example, roses or other types of flowers wafting on the breeze? Or could it be something like the smell of cookies baking in an oven? Or fresh bread? Mm -mm -mm. Would it be one of these? Or let's see. The smell of freshly cut green grass. That smells good, doesn't it? Could it be that? Or the smell of rain falling to earth? Or this, how about this one? It could be the smell of the ocean. Whichever it is, we're interested to know what your favorite smell is and send us your um, your thoughts, your feedback to info at sterlingcreations.ca Our five segments go something like this. We start with Kitchen Corner, then we go, well, in Kitchen Corner we talk about things that are easy to cook, recipes that you can use in a crunch. Then we go to Take Another Five with Technology, where we talk about technology, apps that you can get from the Apple Store, or, starting this week, some technology that which we call lower-level technology that's good for you to know about. Then we go to the Five Minutes Mystery. And in this segment, we present you with a mystery and lots of facts that you can use to solve the mystery, and we give you a week in which to do it. Next comes In the End Zone with the Entrepreneur, and some really great tips for you as an entrepreneur, if you're one or you're a prospective entrepreneur, or you know someone who is going to be an entrepreneur or contemplating being an entrepreneur. And our final segment has to do with staying ahead of bullies and scams. It's all about telling you what 
the latest cam is, and helping you to become more aware of bullies. Alright then, let's start by telling you or wrapping up with you the mystery from last week, which was called The President's Partner. And now it's time for us to tell you who did it. We hope that you were able to identify who did it. Right then. The President knew that his only alternative to stay alive was to fake his disappearance. His nephews had visited him and they had told him that they would kill him and his wife if he did not pay up one billion dollars. Someone else had visited him with an alter ultimatum and a secret from the foreign secret agent from a foreign government had also visited him and had managed to fool security by saying that he had represented a cure for kids foundation. Everyone had known about the president's passion for kids. His security services had known about the threats to his life, had developed a contingency plan unknown to him, and the early morning call had come from security. Things had been put in place. The president's wife has been told about the cell phone call while he was jogging and it was from a security agent. When the president was among the trees, he had switched places with an agent and was whisked away after this. The pause on the podium or on the way to the podium was a sign for his agents to act and the rest is history. We hope that you identified um, at least part of the solution, but if not, that's, that's okay. We're just having fun here. And um, if you'd like to purchase this mystery along with any other mysteries, by all means, visit www.donnajodhan.com and go to our online store, and there you'll find many mysteries that you can either download for purchase or you can join our library on a, for a small monthly fee and uh, enjoy. You know, take time also to look at our 12 days of Christmas box set. With Christmas coming, uh, it's still in the distant future but not too far away. It's never too early to look at it. Alright then, this is it for this mystery. And now it's time for us to go on to segment one, which is Kitchen Corner. So we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to my Kitchen Corner. Hi there, it's Donna Jill Chodham, and welcome to segment one of Take Another Five. 
and it's time for us to get cooking our kitchen corner. We would like to thank our dear friend Mama Peach for having shared all of her library so generously with us. And this library contains a wealth of recipes, all kinds of recipes. And for this week, our first category is the bread and breakfast bonanza category. And our recipe is apricot oat breakfast. Mm -mm -mm. This probably would suit a very cold morning, but here we go. Two cups of long cooking oats uncooked. One third cups of slithered almonds. Three quarter cup of dried apricots chopped. One and a half cups of orange juice. One quarter cup of honey. Now you combine the oats, the nuts, the dried apricots, and a quarter teaspoon of salt to all together in a large bowl. Set aside and whisk together the orange juice, the one cup of water, and the honey. Add the oat mixture to this. Refrigerate, cover it first, refrigerate it, and do this for about eight hours or overnight. Serve cold, if desired, topped with milk. This makes four to six servings, but I think this would probably be better for um, a, a warm day. I had said a cold day. I take that back. It's for a warm day. And this is good to do in a crunch, you know, like if you have nothing or, or you're out of ideas as to what to serve for breakfast the next day, try this. It's a great res in, a, in a crunch recipe. Right then, let's go on to recipe two for this week. And it's a dessert. And it's called Bananas Rosanna. All right. One pint of fresh strawberries. One six-ounce can of frozen orange juice, concentrate, and thawed. Three large ripe bananas sliced. One eight-ounce carton of fat-free Cool Whip. Wash, hull, and cut up strawberries. Combine them in the blender with orange juice, with orange juice concentrate. Blend until smooth. Alternate banana slices with strawberry orange sauce. Top with Cool Whip and serve chill. This makes eight servings. And per serving, calories are 140.1 calories. Total fat is 0 0.40 grams. Saturated fat is 0 0.09 grams. Sodium is 7.35 grams. 
protein is 1.30 grams. Carbohydrates is 32.24 grams. Cholesterol is 0 milligrams. Fiber is 2.10 grams. And so you see, it's a great healthy recipe. Right then, we hope you enjoyed our recipes for this week. And if you'd like to have electronic copies of these and others that we bring to you every week, please write to us at info at sterlingcreations.ca. That's I-N-F-O at S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S dot C-A. Right. We're now going to move on to segment two, and we'll see you on the other side. Time to take another five with technology. Hi, it's Donna Jill Jodhan, and welcome to segment two of Take Another Five. And it's time for us to delve into technology. This segment is called Take Another Five with Technology. And for this week, and first up, we'd like you to meet the VizWiz app. And this is spelled V-I-Z. W-I-Z, the VizWiz app. This is a very useful and nifty little app that was developed by the University of Rochester to help blind persons identify objects in their environment. You can take a picture, record a question, and get a response in under two minutes. The response may be from a human you know, or one you do not know, or a machine that knows something about recognizing objects. Isn't that neat? You can identify anything from writing on a paper to a package. Neat. Hmm. The first screen says, take a picture. The second screen says, record a question. You need to go to the record button and double tap it. The iPhone vibrates to start the recording and you can double tap to end the recording. The third screen will have five options where you can have your photo and a question sent to. These options are web workers, IQ engines, email, Facebook, or Twitter. This app is available at the App Store through your iDevice. There you have it. Why not go out there and make friends with the VizWiz app? It's free, so visit your app store and download it and at least play with it. All right, it's time for us to introduce a little change to this segment. And 
it's all about introducing you to some lower level technology. So we're going to mix things up a bit. And for this week, we are going to talk about a talking microwave. Maybe you've heard about it, maybe you have not. But I would like to tell you about it, see whether it would be good for you or a friend or a family member. I met the talking microwave several years ago when I got introduced to the um, Hamilton Beach microwave. And since then, I use this gem every day in my kitchen. Like I said, the model that I bought was the Hamilton Beach. And I am sure that since then, there have been additional improvements and other companies manufacturing and selling talking microwaves. So what can one do with this talking microwave? Well, here goes. I can do such things as cook or warm food at the specified times that are chosen. Cook or warm specific foods, defrost frozen foods, cook and warm food by weight, set the timer, set the clock. I can warm or cook anything from frozen to fresh vegetables, potatoes, soups, popcorn, a dinner plate, pizza, and beverages. You know, it's very much like a regular microwave, but it talks. And here is a brief layout of this model. There are buttons that go down the front panel of the microwave, and each button represents the numbers that you can choose to cook for from one to five minutes. I can also choose the number of minutes that I wish to cook for if it is more than five minutes. So for example, if I wanted to cook something for seven minutes, I choose the five minute option, press that, and then there is another button at the front which I could press four times because it, it goes in increments of 30 seconds each and there is my seven minutes. And that's the big round button to the left of these buttons that allows you to cook for 30 seconds at a time when pressed. I can clear or stop the microwave and all of these buttons mentioned here emit voice output when pressed. Isn't that neat? I can even choose the voice level that best suits me. That's my talking, talking microwave. And I hope that you will go out there and make friends with it. Now, you're probably wondering, how can you learn more about this? Well, you can either go to www.maxiaids.com. That's www.maxiaids.com. Or www.independentlivingaids.com. These are two stores, online stores, that sell products for persons who are blind, visually impaired, or persons with other disabilities. 
So try it out and see what you think. Or if you're having problems, write to us at info at sterlingcreations.ca and we'd be more than happy to send you additional information. That's it for our Take Another Five with technology for this week. Now it's time to go on to segment three and we'll catch you on the other side. again, it's Donna Jill Jodhan and welcome to segment three, the five minutes mystery moment. I've been an audio mystery writer or an audio mystery author since 2010. I write and record my own audio mysteries in my own voice. And my audio mysteries have been broadcast across the ACB internet network radios stations, as well as in Toronto with Accessible Media Inc. I love what I do in this segment. I also enjoy immensely writing and recording my own audio mysteries. And uh, I invite you to uh, take some time whenever you can and visit us at www.donnajodhan, that's D-O-N-N-A-J-O-D-H-A-N.com, and go to our online store. Now, we hope that the, this mystery for this week that we have chosen for you, called the Million Dollar Mansion, will help you to relax, recharge, just let your imagination roam, and just have fun with it. Don't Don't take it seriously. Sit on your couch, relax in your living room or on your patio or in your kitchen, you know, just cooking while you're cooking or doing anything. But here we go for this week, the Million Dollar man- Mansion. All right. So, sometimes one's luck simply runs out. And this is what happened to Ruthless Will. Ruthless Will's Ruthless Will Lofthouse's luck had simply run out. Will was ruthless, a blackmailer, and a bully. He had built his business and reputation on all of this. But alas, time had run out for Ruthless Will. The scene of the crime looked something like this. It is a little after 8 p.m. when the police arrive at this crime scene. It is a pleasant summer's evening and the grounds are well lit. There are tables loaded with food and drink on the back patio. Steps lead down from the back patio to a medium-sized swimming pool. 
There are well-kept lawns beyond the pool, and there is a small pool house and a hot tub off to the side. Fruit trees and a rose garden complete the scene. A man's body lies at the side of his outdoor pool. He has been identified as a well-known private investigator. He is clad in a very expensive suit and he has been pulled from his pool. He had been found floating face down. There are four people sitting on deck chairs close by. They have all been questioned. They are all high-profile clients of the dead man. There, there are two half-empty glasses on a small table close to the pool, and they both contain unfinished drinks. That's the scene crime, or the crime scene, I'm sorry. That's the crime scene. Well, <clears throat> what could the motives be? Several people were being blackmailed, blackmailed by the victim. And the suspects that have been identified are Judge Peaches Pearson. She was running out of money. Chad Lonetree, who was tired of paying blackmail money. Dr. Kurt Richardson, who did not want to pay anything. And Lee Anderson, who practically hated Ruthless Will. The cause of death that has been identified is that Ruthless Will died of drowning. There was also a large amount of alcohol in his blood. And there was also a large amount of sleeping pills in his bloodstream. My, 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 someone really wanted this man dead. Will Lofthouse had been a well-known criminal investigator. He was also known as Ruthless Will. He worked for high-profile clients, and he had often used info to blackmail his clients. He had made several enemies, and many were afraid of him. He had become a millionaire through his blackmailing. Ruthless Will lived in a million-dollar mansion in a very posh area. He had been married, but now he was divorced, and he had one son named Lee. About six months ago, Ruthless Will had kidnapped his son from his ex-wife and had sent him to a Swiss boarding school. He was now using his son as a bargaining chip to force his wife to return to him. Ruthless would have also been blackmailing a judge over a car accident. The judge had killed a pedestrian while under the influence of alcohol, and he had threatened to expose the story if she did not pay up. She was a Supreme Court judge. 
Ruthless Will had wanted millions in return for his silence. The judge had simply begun to run out of money. Ruthless Will had also been blackmailing a corporate executive. He had discovered that the corporate executive had violated IRS laws and he had and that this executive had made millions through insider training trading sorry he had used his influence to obtain stop stop trick secrets let me say that again he had used his influence to obtain stock secrets and ruthless will was threatening to expose this executive Ruthless Will also had something on somebody else, a well-known doctor. The doctor had been involved in a cover-up at his hospital. He had been accused of an illegal abortion. The baby was the son of the doctor and his lover. Ruthless Will was now threatening to tell all if millions were not paid to him. And Ruthless Will had recently captured, kidnapped his son from his ex-wife because he wanted to force her to come back to him. And he'd sent his son off to school in Switzerland and had told his wife that she would never see her son unless she returned to him. Ruthless Will's office had recently been ransacked his Blackberry had been stolen and someone had tried to access his computer. These are the facts that you need to work with, but we'll be back at the end of this podcast to give you some additional facts. Just know that Ruthless Will was really, really Ruthless Will and his name, you know, suited him very well. All right, then, it's time for us to move on to segment four, and we'll catch you on the other side. But in the meantime, as we say, visit www.donnajodhan.com and go to our online store, and there you can get a copy of this mystery plus any other mysteries that we have brought to you. And uh, have a browse around, look at our... Um, 12 Days of Christmas box set. You can either purchase or you can sign up to um, our monthly library subscription for unlimited access. So we'll catch you on the other side. In the End Zone with the Entrepreneur. Hi, it's Donna Jill Jodhan, and welcome to segment four of Take Another Five in the End Zone with the Entrepreneur. And for this segment, we bring you weekly tips for the entrepreneur. You may be one, you may know somebody who is one, or you may be contemplating becoming one. So for this week, we want to ask this question. Can one be too young to be an entrepreneur? And the answer is absolutely not. No, no, no. From the child who decides to have a lemonade stand, 
it's never a bad idea to instill entrepreneurship into your kids. Even the little boy who decides to catch birds and then sell them in order to make a buck or two. To the little girl who makes jewelry from those jewelry kits and then sells them to her friends. That's entrepreneurship for the little ones. And the little one who offers their services to help an elderly person with their groceries or to cross the street. Or the little one who cats or dog sits for you. Or the one who helps adults in their gardens. Or the one who walks dogs for, uh, for grown-ups. That or all of those activities could be classified as entrepreneurship. So it, you're never too young to become an entrepreneur. And it's never too early to start your kids on entrepreneurship. You never know, you might be helping to motivate, encourage, and create and develop a future, you know, entrepreneur, a future Bill Gates, <laughs> a future Steve Jobs, a future anybody for that matter. So, no, you're never too young to become an entrepreneur. Right then, we hope that this um, little tip helps out in some way, at least for your children. If you have any questions, write to us at info at sterlingcreations.ca. And now we're going to move on to segment five. My goodness, this is our last segment uh, for this week. But we'll catch you on the other side and uh, we'll see you then. Help us beat the bullies and the scams. Hey again, it's Donna Jill Jodhan and welcome to segment five, our final segment for this week of Take Another Five. It's uh, staying ahead of bullies and scams, sorry. So let's get started with the scam of the week. And this one has to do with the fact that you are being invoiced. And for those who buy and sell products and services on the internet, this is for you. You receive an email telling you that you need to take care of an invoice. And if you do not recognize the sender of this invoice, then please, please delete it. If you make the mistake to reply, you know, even if you reply by saying, sorry, I'm not the person you're looking for, or sorry, you have the wrong person, or anything like then, that, then you have just compromised your email, and then trouble starts. Yes, what they're looking for are the innocent victims who are polite and courteous enough to write back saying, sorry, I'm the wrong person, please try someone else, or whatever. Don't even reply. Delete the thing and just move, about, move on. Go about your business. Pretend you never even saw this email. 
These are very common emails that you would get. And we'll tell you that we've received several of these in the last months from people we, we've never even known, never even done business with. So just delete it. All right. Let's move on to part two of this segment, building awareness about bullying. And it's all about making kids our messengers. I have come to quickly realize that if we wish to get our message out there, or if we wish to have our message spread around to others, then one of the best ways to do this is to use our kids as conduits to do so. As they say, out of the mouths of babes. Kids are probably our best listeners. They listen so very well and they emulate even better. This is why I have decided to use them to help me in my campaign against bullying. Our kids are some of the most innovative thinkers and boy oh boy, how well do they use their imaginations and enthusiasm to help them get what they want. And they do this to help them get where they want to go. So you see, campaigns against bullying are ones where you can include kids in your campaigns against bullying. They're the best, best, best messengers to help you get your messages out. So why not use them, okay? They're the best things. All right then, this is the end of segment five, and we're now ready to move to the wrap up for Take Another Five for yet another week. So we'll catch you on the other side. Thank you for having taken another five. We wish you a fantastic day. Hi, it's Donna Jill Jodhan, and it's time for us to give a wrap to take another five for yet another week. Another week is in the books. I can't believe we're at the end of this podcast. But there you go. So before we leave you, let's talk about some more revelations for our mystery for this week, the Million Dollar Mansion. Each suspect had thought of killing Ruthless Will at some time or the other. Ruthless Will's Blackberry had been stolen or taken by the killer. All of the text messages were sent from Ruthless Will's Blackberry. And Ruthless Will had also been taking sleeping pills. No wonder, eh? <laughs> Dr. Kurt Richardson had access to those types of pills. Judge Peaches Pearson had also been taking these types of sleeping pills. No wonder she too had been taking them. The killer knew that Ruthless Will had loved his martinis. So, you know, these are little um, tickles for you to consider when you look at the whole picture all together. 
right? And we hope that you can figure out who did it. You have a week to do it, okay? So, we're at the end of yet another Take Another Five podcast. We have enjoyed having you as much as as much as we hope that you have enjoyed listening to us. We wish you a terrific day, an even better week. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Accessible World, A-C-C-I-S-S, A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-L-E-W-O-R-L-D, or at author underscore John Hen. A-U-T-H-O-R underscore J-O-D-H-A-N and you can like us on Facebook at author Donna Jodhan or Donna Jodhan. Folks, keep a song in your heart and may the winds be at your back. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.